0: I'm recording on Audible. Put you down for a second. All right, cool. Now I'm recording on the camera. Okay. All right. All right. Can you still hear me? Yep. Okay. So. Alright, I'm gonna try and block my computer because you can kind of see it in the shot. So I'm gonna try and stand kind of in front of it because it's a it's a weird angle to try and get my tree in it, but it's very festive. So okay, ready? Three, two, one.
1: Uh, And welcome to our topic with Mike and JD. I'm JD.
0: And I'm Mike.
1: And welcome to our show. So today we're gonna talk
0: about HBO Max.
1: And a controversial decision put everything
0: on there yeah contra oh controversial is putting it mildly
1: yes i think christopher nolan said it's the worst streaming service
0: (laughs) i enjoyed that he said that uh you know directors went to bed working for the best movie studio and woke up working for the worst streaming service so uh Warner brothers is gonna need some ice for that burn
1: well well first of all i some people want to defend the move. You can defend the move, but you you definitely cannot defend the way they want about it. I think that's indefensible, first of all.
0: Yeah, I think there's really just no excuse for uh, not informing your business partners, especially where Legendary is concerned. They put up most of the money for Dune, and Warner Brothers just like, nope, I we're we're, we're doing this. Yep.
1: Yeah. So right off the back, even if you hate movies either, you just cannot defend the oh, well, we're not going to tell you guys we're doing this until we announce it to public. That's just
0: completely indefensible. Right. I think even in Christopher Nolan's statements, you know, I mean, obviously he's upset because he's a big movie guy and he likes movie theaters and stuff like that. But I think even more so, he's just like, that's not how you treat people.
1: And also, the I'm very curious because I know a lot of actors take smaller um, salary. You get a, t- a cut of the ticket sale Right now, now I mean yes, it is technically going to theaters, but
0: not really. Right, now, exactly. It's hard to, um, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer and I don't, I don't know too much about the legalese of the situation. But, you know, generally in situations where you can prove that someone's actions kind of uh, lost you potential profits, you know, that's grounds to sue somebody. So, yeah. I, I'd say the lawyers are probably coming out on this one. Oh
1: yeah, well, just that's part of of, of it like that they could have worked out had they not just been like, "Oh, we're doing this." Like had they discussed this more, they could have worked out, "Okay, we're going to compensate you. Thank you for this way or or that way." But again,
0: well, they just did it well, out of nowhere. Well, I think what makes it really almost more offensive is the fact that they did negotiate that with Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. Um yeah. They they just said, all right, we're just gonna assume that if this movie went to theaters, it would have made approximately one billion dollars. So we're gonna give you, which is which is a fair estimate, and you know she gets back end deal points accordingly, um, which makes sense. But you know, Timothy Chalamet didn't get that, Margot Robbie didn't get that, nobody else got that. So it it's it's kind of a slap in the face if you're any other actor working for Warner Brothers.
1: Yeah, and, like, I know AMC, they actually agreed to do the Wonder Woman c- Cemetery release, but, like, they're like, oh, yeah, so this is, you know, a one-time thing, and then now those are like, wait, what, we do do this once, not all next year.
0: Right, I think there was a similar kind of controversy with Trolls, you know, um, not obviously to the same extent, but when Trolls World Tour first came out, You know, people were upset that it skipped the theatrical window or, or, you know, shortened the, the theatrical window. But I think it was really when they came out and said, oh, yeah, and also future movies. That's when AMC kind of flew off the handle at them that, you know, that wasn't acceptable. And so I think it's a similar situation of it would be one thing if they said, oh, you know, well, the pandemic's still going, and so the first half of the year we're going to do it on a movie-by-movie basis, but you can expect the majority of films to be negotiated to be day-and-date releases on HBO Max um, for everybody's safety. But the fact that they just blanketly said every movie in 2021 is coming to HBO Max at the same time as theaters, and the theaters were like, say what? Uh, I think... (laughs) That's it. No, I, yeah, I, I think that's really it shows kind of it's more of a corporate maneuvering rather than actually like being concerned about anybody's safety
1: Yeah, and let's see the other thing is like, the vaccine does exist like, yes, I know there's a lot of debate, one, you know the timeline is for it to be distributed but like, most people most experts are saying you know, sometime 2021 I every, everybody who wants the vaccine can have it so it's kind of like really going very far in advance. Saying, "Oh, all of 2021 is going straight to HBO because it seems." Again, I know nothing. Nobody really knows anything for sure, but it seems like it by fall 2021. Movie theaters would be six.
0: I mean, one would only hope. But um, obviously, like yeah, you said, I mean, it's. I'm not speaking definite. But I'm saying that's what things are looking like now. Right, well, the fact that they didn't even leave that door open, they didn't say, conditionally, all movies are coming to HBO Max, but if theaters are back to 100% capacity before that, we will switch back to the traditional model. They didn't say that. They were just like, this is happening. And what makes it even worse is that they were the ones who pushed theaters to reopen for Tenet. They were like, you know, they were like, we're putting out Tenet, you better be open. They... They were, Warner Brothers were the ones who pressured theaters to open themselves yeah. and then they took a huge loss on Tenet and then now they're saying, oh, just kidding, we're going to give all of our stuff to streaming and it's, it's kind of a big slap in the face.
1: Yeah. And also, like, they, they're, they're not even throwing them a bone. Like, they could like throw them a bone and say, okay, movie theaters, two weeks, and then HBO Max. Like, they're not even like trying to offer a compromise here.
0: No, it's true. They're not. There's uh. There's no theatrical window, and I. I do think that aspect of it might be kind of a legal thing. I think if you, if there's any gap, it might have to be the specific. Like you either do a day and date release model, or you do the traditional thirty day window. I don't know if there. But
1: Netflix the, doesn't do the traditional thirty day window. Now, granted, they don't. Most theaters don't carry Netflix films. Right, well uh, they...
0: But Netflix films Netflix has its own theaters that it shows its own movies in. So I think that's a you know it's a different story with like, you know, with Disney, right? If they own if they own a property, they can put their own property on Disney Plus. But it's a different story if it's like sort of a hybrid thing. Like I think if you hear in the future about Black Widow coming to Disney Plus, which would be a different episode if that happens but, um, yeah. you know, I think you wouldn't get the same kind of pushback as this sort of, like, blindsided, you know, ready-fire-aim strategy that Warner Brothers seems to have.
1: Well, also, I don't think Disney would do that, also. I, well, most companies wouldn't do something like this without, you know, talk it, like talking to people. They wouldn't just, you know, shock everyone doing it suddenly.
0: Well, I mean, I think it all just comes down to the fact that Warner Brothers, at the end of the day, is owned by AT&T, and AT&T is very happy to just let movie theaters and movie studios burn to the ground, because they already own the infrastructure for the internet and the TV and everything, so if they can eventually acclimate the general public to a direct-to-consumer, we make the content, we stream the content, we give you the internet, which allows you to stream the content. Basically, they just have a complete monopoly on the entire pipeline. So, I don't think they really... I don't think AT&T cares what happens to Warner Brothers. I mean, if they survive, it's a nice bonus. But, you know, obviously, if it does come down to a boycott, which, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, you know, Warner Brothers is in a lot of trouble.
1: Well, I mean, I thought the boycott goes... Like, I mean, I really don't give the money to begin with. I, I mooch a max off my parents.
0: Oh, I meant... And... <laughs> I meant a DGA Boy. boycott if, like, the Actors Guild or the Directors Guild decides oh. to boycott Warner Brothers in response. Because there's talk of that. There's talk that the Directors Guild, you know, Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, a couple of the big names are, you know, thinking about boycotting Warner Brothers. Um, at least there's talks of that. But you're right. Also, there that's a separate question of HBO Max you know w- is it uh <laughs> are we condoning this kind of behavior if we get HBO well, Max <laughs>
1: well, well, here's the other thing about HBO Max just in general it's really crappy branding branding on their part because like it, when it came out everybody was completely confused wait is it because first they kind of did streaming HBO Go then there was HBO Now that, and now it's HBO Max like they were just doing all these different na- like names that people are totally lost by it. And a lot of people, like they say, I think HBO Max has 12 million subscribers, but there's like actually like at least 10 or 15 million people who are technically eligible for it, but haven't signed up for it. And right. that's part of the confusion that people don't realize. Oh, well, you get you have HBO on your TV, you you're paying for HBO Max now.
0: Right. I mean, I I didn't understand it either. I mean, for a while I had um, access to HBO, but I I was like, do I have HBO Go? Or, like, what is that? And what is HBO Max? And, you know, a lot of the stuff I, I, I didn't understand, and I follow movie stuff. So I, it's very confusing, and I think, you know, say what you will about Disney Plus not having a ton of new content, but at least I felt like Disney by now is a pro at branding they're just like this is Disney plus here's our entire back catalog here's the mandalorian here's hamilton go and i think everybody just was on board with that and i think their subscriber numbers show that but with hbo max you know if they would have come out strong and said hey look we've got some of we got these classic movies like Casablanca, and like we had this whole huge back catalog of Oscar movies, and and a great new content like the Snyder Cut, and there there was none of this like brand confusion. Wait, wait, hold on, I just gotta, I just got correct you. You said great new and Snyder Cut in the same sentence. They don't belong together. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's a good point.
1: But anyway, go on.
0: Oh no, i was just saying. So that 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 brand confusion is is definitely coming back to bite them.
1: Plus, it's Disney. They could have, they could say, oh, we're never watching, not making any content for Disney Plus. We're just going to keep the old stuff on there. And it'll still have a steady amount of subscribers. Obviously, it, not as much as the Streaming Giants, but the Disney catalog in itself is very, like, has all this power behind
0: it. Right. I mean, honestly, when Disney Plus was first announced, what I thought it was going to be was not that uh, that there would be new content for it, but it was just whatever Disney releases that year. So it's like, all right, oh, Frozen 2 came out, well, then Frozen 2 comes to Disney+. Plus. Oh, all right, well, you know, like, Cars 4 comes out in the future, like, that's going to migrate to Disney+. But I didn't think they'd be making original content exclusive to Disney+, and I don't even think they have to really do much of that. I think a few... Good shows is, is enough to really. A few good shows plus their back catalog is enough to get most people. Right
1: now, they have one good original show, The Mandalorian. Right. Like, that's the only. I, I know they have a couple other original shows on there. Never heard anybody talk about any other show other than The Mandalorian. On there, though.
0: Exactly. And it's too great. Exactly, yeah. The Mandalorian's killing it. Everyone's talking about it. Yep. Uh, it's, you know, we've talked about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Warner Brothers. If you actually look, they actually have a pretty impressive back catalog. But, yeah. Like it shouldn't be. They should, Warner Brothers should be in the name, not HBO, because Warner Brothers like that. That means more Warner Brothers.
0: Right. Well, like, that's that, that's what I'm saying about the brand confusion. Is if I if you say Disney Plus, I know what I'm getting. Right. I know. Exactly. I don't. I don't have a question about what's up on Disney Plus and what's not. I'm like, is it a Disney movie? All right, cool. It's on Disney Plus. You know, I mean, with a few exceptions. I'm still waiting on Condor Man, um, but <laughs> but um, in general, I know exactly what I'm getting when you say the word Disney Plus. If you say Netflix, all right, I'm a little more confused. There's some stuff that kind of migrates to and from Netflix, but in general, I know the kind of shows that are up on Netflix. I know what's coming. They do their best to advertise their original stuff. Um, you know, I know I'm getting Stranger Things, things like that. Other than, like, the Snyder Cut, I couldn't really tell you what's on HBO Max. I assume Game of Thrones, but that's, like, I guess. I mean, I'm assuming most content that was on HBO at one point is on there, but, like, if I subscribe to it, can I watch John Oliver? Like, I don't know. I don't know, uh, I don't know yeah. what's on John HBO.
1: John even makes that joke. I'm on HBO Max, I think. Like he, he made fun of how confusing it is.
0: Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> it's not clear. And I think if they were like you know how um think of even more niche streaming services like uh what's it called? Shudder. Shudder I never even heard of Shudder. Shudder is an exclusively horror themed streaming service. They have all the horror movies, um, and they make original horror movies and from what i hear they're great they're quite good i'm not a horror movie guy so i don't obviously subscribe to it but people love it you know my friends who are into horror won't stop talking about how great it is and that's because it has a strong brand it's like hey you love horror you love like gory bloody movies you love halloween like this is your streaming service sign up for it you know if you're like oh crunchyroll i love anime i'm an anime guy i'm going to watch all the anime this is what i'm but i wouldn't even know like i i feel like brands like hbo max and to a lesser extent hulu i'm just like what what's on this i don't even know
1: <laughs> and, and here's another thing see when i think of hbo i think of oh all these adult shows nudity and stuff right you know, things i don't want for kids but you know you might not notice sesame street is on hbo max like looney yeah. too they have a bunch of things for kids on there but that's not what you're going to think when you hear the name HBO like right,
0: right. that's, a Th- that's... A right to your point of like if it was called Warner Brothers Max I'd be like oh man I really want to watch the animaniacs let me turn on Warner Brothers Max that's on Hulu for some <laughs> that's a but but if if you tell me HBO Max I'm like all right well maybe like you know after the kids are asleep I'll watch I'll watch Westworld or something but like I don't know I like you said, I, I had no idea Sesame Street was on HBO Max.
1: Yeah, and El- Elmo has a not too late talk show on it. I mean, like, it like you said, it has a lot. It has content on it that you don't realize on it because you think HBO. It's just coordinate name branding.
0: Right. I mean, oh, you still got things about the name brand to say? Oh, well, that's why I, w- I was going to say, and, and you tell me if this fits in with what you were going to say, Wade. that's why I, I do actually think this is a smart move from Warner Brothers with an asterisk that I think it was a very stupid way to go about it. But I do think, you know, if this comes to pass and they can rebrand themselves as like, oh, we're the movie direct to you people... You know, I mean, if Matrix 4 is exclusively on HBO Max, I'm getting HBO Max. So, I mean, from a business perspective, it makes a lot of sense. It's just the way they went about it that's kind of backhanded.
1: Well, see, my other thing about it, a lot of the movies affected by our movies, you want to watch in a the movie theater. Like, like I was looking at the biggest movies that come out. by. Now, one, in the Heights. I'm really excited for that movie, but- Made yes. But you know, that I'm like, oh, I could, yeah, I could watch that at home. That would be fine. But then look at Godzilla vs. King Kong.
0: Uh, yeah. The Suicide Squad. Oh, like, yeah. the only movie that I made me watch in theaters. Like, Godzilla vs. King Kong, like, when the characters are the size of buildings, that's, like, a movie you have to watch in the movie theater.
1: Yeah, like, if it's anything, like, like, think specific when, for example, like that's the same type of movie. You want like that is such a great experience watching that in the theater. Watching that at home, it's like, eh,
0: whatever. Even I, I don't,
1: right, even I come, won't have the same at home.
0: Right, even the Matrix Four. I mean, like, say, you know, I'm I've always been a staunch defender of the somewhat poor Matrix sequels. But I mean, seeing them in the theater versus when I rented them on DVD back in the day, it's a totally different experience.
1: Have all these movies.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, Dune, like that that sandworm. I mean, when I saw that trailer, like I saw the trailer on my phone on YouTube or whatever. But then I went to go see a movie in IMAX later on, and I saw that trailer with the giant sandworm. It's 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 astounding. The,
1: direct, the director
0: for that, what is, what has he done? Denis Villeneuve, I think I'm saying that correctly. He did uh, Blade Runner uh 2049 as well as um he also did arrival which are two oh, I arrival. both of both of which are like some of my favorite movies he's really into like well, heady well, sci-fi I watch and enjoy just as much. oh I, I i i gotta disagree i i think like that's the the sound like the sound design that the aliens make it like haunts me arrival is yeah, arrival
1: it it in theater, but it was so drama that, I thought it'd be
0: just great to watch at home. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, like I said, I mean you make do with what you can, but... but I, yeah,
1: I know he was complaining, though,
0: about it. Arrival is one of, like, the three movies in my life that have made me cry, and I don't know if that would have happened at home. <laughs> but
1: I know, like, um, whatever his name is, I'm even going to try to pronounce it, he was one of the people criticizing the book, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, exactly, because he makes his movies for the theater, which, yeah. you know...
1: And I think Legendary was complaining because they would they, like netflix was trying to buy Godzilla vs King Kong and they talked about it with water Warner it's like now nah, let's not sell
0: it and then they're like oh yeah we're just going to put it on a field map. right max. I, I, it's like it's easy for you to say that like oh well just you, you should wait to make your money back but they like you know they put up i think it was 60 to 75% of the budget for that movie and they would have recouped the entirety of it if they sold it to to netflix but now, now it's up in the air because how do you pay them? Do you pay them per click on, you know, the movie? Or do you pay them per new subscriber the month that it's released? I mean, like, there's, no, there's nothing in their contract that shows them a path to profitability. And I think that's a big problem for them. But, yeah. but anyway, what are your um, – so do you have any other uh, thoughts? Just kind of wrapping this up. What, what, are you, what are your overall thoughts?
1: And my overall thought that one, it was definitely like we don't. It was way too far in advance because we don't know what's coming up, what's going to be happening. And two, it was just a jerk way to do it without even talking to anybody. Like maybe if this is it was going to have to be done, I don't know. But even if it was the right thing to do, there is no defending the way they did.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. I think. I honestly think this was something that was going to happen either way and they just decided to use the pandemic as an excuse to kind of just shotgun it out all at once and I think that was just a really, really poor way to go about it, especially with not warning. Like you said, it's indefensible to not warn your partners uh, who have financial investment with millions of dollars on the line uh, that you're doing something. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I- I'm curious to see if Disney, you know, there's rumors that tomorrow Disney will, on their investor call, uh, kind of talk about what uh, their plan is with movies and Disney Plus. So it'll be interesting to see if, hopefully, I- and I don't think they will, hopefully they don't make the same mistakes. Yeah.
1: All right. So I think we covered everything. All right. All right. This was Off Topic, Mike and JD. I'm still JD.
0: And I'm still Mike. Bye. Okay, cool. All right, I think that one's good. Me too. Hold on, one second, let me stop the camera. Okay, my suspicions were correct.